Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. Welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is the show where we share cutting-edge strategies in acquiring leads and sales for your business through paid traffic. So far, we've gone through uh, campaign setup with Savannah Sanchez on TikTok, and then some really pro tips on ads themselves, which we're going to get into some of her best performing ads and some of the things that really make up a successful TikTok Notice I didn't say TikTok ads. It's a, it's a TikTok that functions as an ad, if I'm not mistaken. And we're going to be getting to that right after this quick break. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me, and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. All right, we are back with the Savannah Sanchez, and we've been talking about TikTok campaign setup. One of the questions that we get a lot over on Facebook, and we've talked about doing this, you know, we had a couple of podcast episodes on this actually, which is dynamic creative, which we're using way more now than we ever have. But on TikTok, there is the automated creative optimization button. Should you use it? Should you not use it? We've talked a little bit about some of the ads that that Savannah has had real success with, but what what's your what are your thoughts on automated creative optimization? Do you use it? Do you not use it? Is it worth it? Is it a coming attraction? Like what's your sense at this point? Hard no for me. 
Wow. I have tested it extensively. I see the best results just uploading one creative as a standalone ad. I also see on Facebook that dynamic creative is working pretty well lately. So it's interesting that it doesn't work on TikTok. I would not use it. Don't even try. Waste of money. I wasted my money on it, my client's money. Sorry about that. We had to (laughs) test it to see if it worked. Had to. And now I've just completely ditched it. So um, I do not like the automated creative feature. And there's also one that's about the CTA. You can also choose for TikTok to choose an automatic CTA. Like they'll choose between shop now, learn more, get offer. And I don't like that either. I want to pick the CTA. Like I want it to show shop now. I don't want it to say learn more. So I always opt to just choose my own CTA for the button. Is your default shop now? Shop now. I'm a shop now girl um, forever and always. You see that changes <laughs> over time. I remember, you know, a lot of the automation rolled up by both Google and Facebook. They were they were abysmal in the beginning, but then over time, it actually hurt you to ignore. And there's this really weird inflection point that some advertisers miss because it's like I tried it failed. I tried it failed. I tried it failed. I'll never try it again. And then six months go by, and I realize, oh no, everybody's been using this really cool tool that I've been missing out on. Uh, so I'm really, all I'm doing is self-reflecting here a little bit on some of where I've been burned, but is this something Savannah that you revisit on a regular basis? Do you think TikTok could get good at it or do you see little hope because of just the way the ecosystem is structured? No, you're totally right. I think it's just like Facebook, like when CBO came out, everyone was skeptical and now it's like, okay, CBO is actually pretty good. I like CBO on Facebook. Some people still have, um, different opinions on that. Um, same with TikTok. TikTok released their version of campaign budget optimization, and I haven't seen it perform. I've seen better results choosing the budget at the ad set level. So I think all of these things will improve in time. The TikTok pixel just in general in the last two years has made so much improvements. Like The results that we've been seeing on TikTok just in the last year are so much better than the year before, just the way that their machine learning is working and so I do think that these things will get better. They have to. TikTok is like the masters of machine learning and serving the right videos to the right people. Um, so they're clearly experts in this and they have the technology to do so. So I think it's something worth revisiting later. Um, I'm always risk adverse, especially dealing with clients. Like they're paying me to manage their ad account. I have a, I'm on a month to month contract with them. So I got a month to prove that TikTok works. And so I'm always going towards the strategies I know are tried and true. So I'm not as willing necessarily to just try one of these machine learning optimizations again with their budget if I haven't seen it work in the past. So I always stick stick to the tried and true structure that I talked about today, really focusing on creative testing, figuring out what videos are going to work and, um, and then developing creatives each week that are iterating off of our best performers. I want to jump on a soapbox real quick. Uh, just for our listeners, I want everybody to hear what Savannah just said. I'm to be responsible to my clients. I need to play it safe is maybe I'm paraphrasing Savannah. Is that a fair statement more or less? Uh, I've, I have only got yes. the month to prove it. Now, everybody who's ever hired Savannah puts themselves at a disadvantage by forcing you in that corner. I just had this conversation this morning with uh, Patrick Gilbert. Um, he wrote the book, Join or Die, real sharp guy. But the point he was making was, if you've got a sales cycle of 45 days, which is most things, by the way, you know, in e-com, like cosmetics, I'm only bringing up cosmetics because that's the ad that I've been looking at. But, you know, a lot of the different products that that you've uh, promoted here, um, 
you know, different types of clothing. Some of these things take time. It would take time for somebody to say, gosh, I'm going to switch from, you know, I noticed you've got uh, the who gives a crap toilet paper company, whoever that is. So if I'm going to switch toilet paper, well, if I already have a month's supply of toilet paper, then I'm not going to buy in the first 30 days. So maybe it's a 30, 60, 90, 120 day roll. And yet the client is forcing you in a position to where if you don't perform in the first 30 days, then they're going to decide, they're going to like, you know, pull the plug, uh, put a fork in and it's done. And I just think it's such a violently, catastrophically flawed paradigm that all advertisers are forced into. And if they gave you more time and you weren't afraid to experiment, like, oh my goodness, you know, what could you do? Uh, So this is for whatever it's worth. Mm -hmm. My public service announcement is we're listening to the world authority on TikTok, as far as I'm concerned, admitting the same thing that I feel and that I know Ralph feels, which is we can't be ultra creative. We can't experiment. We can't think outside the box because you're going to fire me in 29 days if I don't show you positive ROI. And maybe businesses need to think a little bit longer term because maybe if imagine what would happen if you said, Hey, Savannah, you got six months, crack this code for us in six months. Like, Oh my goodness. What a, what a gift and a blessing that would be. And I bet you could be more efficient and higher ROI and higher LTV and all of those things. A hundred percent. Definitely the agency dilemma there that any agency person can relate to. And I think that's where when, when clients come to me and some of them will just come to me because they want TikTok creatives. They're like, what are you going to do in the first month? I always go for the creative hooks and formats that I know perform over and over again. So like the hook things TikTok made me buy. That's like the most classic hook of just Things TikTok made me buy, beauty edition. I saw on TikTok there was a makeup brush that looked really cool. So I decided to order it and here it is. And I tried it and it works awesome. Go buy it. Like that exact script formula, put any brand in there. That's what I start with. Um, And so I always tell them like, I have like my 10 ideas or hooks that I've tried before. They work. I'm going to start with these 10. And then after I try these 10, then I'm going to start experimenting more with trends. Then we might do something a little more out of the box, but I always try to start them with like the tried and true. And then, like you said, now that we're in like month two or three, I've tried my tried and true is now it's like, Ooh, like this is kind of a cool idea. Like I just saw this on TikTok. Like I would love to try this as an ad, even though I've never tried something like this before, like I want to do it. And that's really where you can get more creative after the first couple months. Um, but it, it is hard to take risks right at the start because that's, Risky, right? Risks are risky. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, I mean, you're front end loading your early wins. I mean, it's super smart. I mean, that that is the way of the <laughs> it is the way of the agency, unless you're a big six company and you you know you sign them on for three years and you got all this time. But performance marketing is performance marketing. Jeez. It is like that's the way that it is. But you know, you do have an advantage having the experience that you've got. You've got a couple of different formulas. I, I think we talked about that one the last time that you were on. Things TikTok made me buy beauty edition or fill in your industry edition. And then you just go into it yep. and it's quick cuts, right? It's like, tell us about maybe your top like yep. three to five templates. That's that's one that seems like it, you immediately go to, especially when you're, you know, when you, when you know it's worked in the past. It, price points, that kind of stuff. Maybe like which ones you would use in different price points and all those sorts of things. I think it'd be super helpful. 
Yeah, totally. So things TikTok made me buy number one. Um, another one I like to use is like stuff you should know about furniture edition, stuff you should know about beauty edition. So it's all kind of the same, the same idea. Another one that works well is things I wish I knew about sooner, products I wish I, I had sooner. So things like that. It's always about like not saying what the product is in the first three seconds, but alluding to like, I'm about to give you a life hack or a secret that's going to improve your life if you continue to watch this video past three seconds. So it's like a little Easter egg of keep watching after three seconds because I got something good for you. Um, life hacks is another one that I use as a hook and then go into it. So it's all about back to my first point about people hate ads. You want to have that Easter egg of you're going to get value if you watch more of this video. If you start out the ad just showing the product and going into like this, this lipstick is moisturizing, colorful, whatever it is, like no, no one cares. They're just going to swipe by. They're there to get entertained, to waste time for better, or for worse. Um, so you have to be in that flow of like, I'm going to give you something that's going to improve your life or make something easier. And so that's how we start every ad is having that hook and then going in, into the, the, um, problem and solution. You, you mentioned something interesting here. As I'm trying to get them to watch for the first, I think it was either three or five seconds. The algorithm obviously dictates that, but is that the goal in all cases? Like, is that a hard and fast rule? Is there, what do we need to know about those first three to five seconds? Obviously pretty important on Facebook. I think we've went through that many, many times, but it seems like it's even more important on TikTok. Yes. Engagement and watch time is how TikTok decides if this is a good ad or a bad ad. It's going to determine your CPM. So how you compare in the auction against different advertisers. If your ads are more engaging, people are watching them longer, people are commenting on them more, you are going to get preferential treatment in the auction. So that's why you should always be thinking about how can I hook someone in the first three seconds, that's going to encourage them to watch beyond the first three seconds. If you just give them the product in the first second, there's no reason to watch us the ad. It should be a buildup. Here's the hook. Here's the problem. Now here's a solution. You want people to watch the entire thing so that they get to the solution, which might be at like the 15 or 20 second mark. These ads in total are all less than 30 seconds. So this is all going very quickly. But if you can have a 50% watch ratio, that is going to put you massively in favor of the algorithm in terms of they're going to favor your content in the exact same way that organic TikToks are ranked on TikTok. If someone's posting a TikTok and essentially what TikTok does in the first day or so of that being posted, they'll show that video to a small sample size and they'll see how that sample size reacts if they see that no one's watching it, no one's commenting it, then they're not going to give it any more um, distribution. But in that small sample size, if they see, oh, actually, we got a few comments, we got some people watching to the end, then they try it on a bigger sample size and a bigger sample size and a bigger sample size. And that's how you get these videos that blow up in the For You page from users that have zero following. It's because TikTok tried it on a small sample size and then kept validating it through larger and larger audiences until everyone in America has seen it. And that's the exact way they treat ads is they're going to try it on a small sample size. Of course, they're going to take your budget. Sure. That's the difference. <laughs> they'll take your money. <laughs> if, if you're giving them a thousand dollars, they will take your money. They'll be like, we'll serve your ad. But what they can control is the CPM. So they're going to say, well, you're going to have to pay a premium 
to show this to a thousand people versus Savannah's clients who maybe have to pay less, like half of the price or whatever it is, because these ads are engaging. People are commenting, people are watching it to the end. Um, always thinking about like, what's TikTok's end goal? Their goal is for people to stay on the platform and spend as much time on the platform every day as long as possible and not go to any other platform. So if, if their ads on TikTok are like not relevant, not engaging, people aren't going to spend as much time on TikTok. They're going to go elsewhere with their time. So it's in TikTok's best interest to have the best ads on the platform or the most engaging ads and to give those ads the most distribution as opposed to ads that aren't engaging are terrible, what if for whatever reason, not relevant. And just because an advertiser is giving a $10,000 a day budget, they're going to punish that ad because they don't want it to get as much distribution as a more engaging ad. Can I ask a question about the ads? That's a little incendiary. So I've, I've gone, I'm looking at your, your ad examples page. You have three ads per row and 33 rows. So you have a hundred ads here, basically. Uh, and every single one of them with three exceptions has a young, attractive female. Two of them have dogs and one of them has a guy, but he's actually sitting next to a young, attractive female. So what that tells me is 98% of your ads are just young, attractive women. So talking to everybody out here who's thinking about, oh, maybe I advertise on TikTok. Is it safe to say this is the template you have to follow? Like this is the expectation in TikTok. These are the ads that work and perform. You have to go have an avatar that's a young, attractive female. Yeah, I think some of some of that is just indicative of like my client base. Like I only work with like beauty clients, fashion, health. Like when I when I work with clients, I'm like my actresses on my team are like 25 to 34. So if that's your target audience, great. I have them. They're perfect. Um so that's really what I've built my like creator roster around is that profile. But I think 100% like People want to see like young, attractive people with products. I think that's an advertising principle dating back hundreds of years, if not thousands of um, get someone attractive to hold a product. And that's going to be a, a good bet. Um, and just think about the type of content that people see on TikTok, like what trends organically. It's like young girls dancing for for better, or for worse. Like that's the type of stuff that gets a lot of distribution and a lot of views. So you have to you have to play to your audience and that's, those are like the top TikTok people, whatever the influencers or whatever you want to call them um, are usually young, attractive females. Well, that's, that's something that advertisers have to acknowledge. I know it's an uncomfortable conversation, but like Facebook for me has always been the multicultural family. If you had a, a interracial or multicultural family, then you were going to have higher engagement with some of your Facebook ads, depending on what it was that you were marketing. And, you know, Instagram seems to be a little bit, like the young people, but men or women. And then TikTok for me has just been young, attractive women. And we can pretend like these stereotypes don't exist, mm -hmm. but I think that that makes ad campaigns fail. And so if you're an advertiser considering a channel, know what the channel expects, understand the expectations of that channel, and then, you know, play into them as much as you want to. A hundred percent. It begs the question, young, attractive females, 25 to 34, I, I just got off a discovery call before we hit record here with a new potential customer who's doing a growth plan with us right now, I guess, uh, 65 and older, like that's their demographic all on desktop. <laughs> like this guy, like he really knows his, <laughs> he's got it nailed. 
you know, it just so happens to be a, like a CBD hemp sort of product for pain. Like, so who should be on TikTok? Cause I, I know like a lot of our customers in our agency are like, I'd love to be on TikTok, but my audience isn't there because it's all younger people. Like, what would you say to that? You know, for a, a business that is more and doing well on Facebook and doing well on Google and like looking for other ways in which to expand, like what would be your answer to that? And, and what's been your experience? I would say, I mean, if you ask TikTok, their formal response will be, we have everyone on our platform. Of course. So th that, that will be their official response. But the data shows the majority of the users are between 13 and 35. And I would say TikTok more than any other platform that I've advertised on, the people on there are very price sensitive. We see the best results by far with clients where their products are less than $50. You're going to have an uphill battle if you are targeting over 35 and you have a very expensive product. Uh, I think in that case, I think Facebook would probably be a better bet. And unless you have the budget to properly test TikTok, and like I said, you're going to have to spend more budget to get out of the add to cart phase. There's not as many users that are above 35 on TikTok than they are under 35. So just know that it's going to be more difficult and that TikTok might not be the channel for you. And so I would say that's how the clients I work with, I, I like to pick the easy wins. I'm like, you're a beauty brand, you like makeup, um, apparel, health. I'm like, come to me. I'll get you some great videos from some awesome actresses. And let's crush TikTok. I like being the good guy. Um, I don't like, I don't really like challenges. I'm like, give me, like, these brands are easy to make work on TikTok. Um, I don't like being the bearer of bad news. So maybe that's just more of my, my personal good preference. Agency business. Good for you. That's high integrity. I tell people good the same you. thing. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not the best Google ads agency because <clears throat> I got buttons people don't have. It's because I choose people that I think are going to be successful on Google ads. So that's, yeah, you just filter them out in the beginning and then you look like you're super smart, but really you're just choosing better clients. I think that's awesome. I like easy wins. I've done the agency life before I started my own business and I just hate getting on a call with a client and telling them the ads aren't working. Um, I don't know. So I always bet like, okay, how, what does your website look like? Do you have a good product? Do I honestly think that you have a chance on TikTok? And that's why I said like those industries under $50, makeup, beauty, fashion, accessories, like iPhone cases, like stuff like that. Easy. Like, I got you all day long. And then they're a client for months, if not years, hopefully. Um, so that's that's what I like to do. I think it's more fun. So can you succeed on TikTok if your target audience is 60 plus? Maybe, but I I would say it's going to be a lot more difficult and it's going to take more time to figure out. Um, so maybe Facebook is your best bet. You don't have to be on TikTok. If Facebook and Google are working well for you, like why, why waste tens of thousands of dollars trying to figure out TikTok. Maybe it's worth it. Maybe it's not, but I would never take on a client and be like, Oh yeah, like we got this. I'm like, well, it may not work, but I'll let's, let's try our best. Um, I'm not sure. This is turning into a self-help session. I think for me a little bit Savannah, because I always tend to go, no, because no one's been able to do it. We'll be able to do it. I take on that challenge. <laughs> That's the reason why I see all these lines on my face, but that's probably the reason. Um, <laughs> but no, really. I like being <laughs> the good <right>. guy. <laughs> much smarter to build the business around that. Let me tell you. <laughs> hey guys, it's Cosm here. And 
I'm so sorry to be the doom and gloom guy, but I'm hoping this acts as a bit of a wake-up call for you. We've been talking a lot about how the iOS thing has advertisers flying blind, sprinkling in the rising cost of ads and supply chain issues. I think we have a real entrepreneurial challenge ahead of us. And the bad news is a lot of businesses are going to be washed away over the coming months. The good news is that the ones who adapt are going to come out even stronger. That's why it's important to focus on the things that you can control. Tighten up your website, improve your CRO, collect as much first-party data as you can, and test, test, and do more testing. And if you need help with that, go to our friends at Conversion Fanatics. They're running hundreds of tests in all sorts of industries, so they know what's working now. Check the show notes for the link, or you can visit them at conversionfanatics.com. But if, if a brand, let's just say, like 40, we have a 40 and over, uh, makeup brand, like nobody's under 40 and they're going to pay you a whole lot of money. And they say like, all right, Savannah, like we want to make it on TikTok. Would you turn them away or would you say, all right, I'm not really sure. Like what would be your answer there? Just sort of couching that. Cause I think there are a lot of businesses that do listen to this show. We're obviously going to give a call to action here, but like, what would you say in that case? Cause it's kind of borderline. Like, what would you think? You know, I've actually have a client that's in that very similar position. Their skincare, their main audience is 40 plus. They're on Facebook. We're testing them on TikTok and we're using my actresses who are all between 25 and 34. And we're actually seeing good results with the younger actresses on TikTok. I think it's a bit more like aspirational. Like the 40 plus year olds on TikTok are seeing the 25 year old girl on TikTok talk about skincare and want the beautiful young skin. So that's been a surprising revelation is that even though your target audience might be older, utilizing these younger actresses and creators in the ads, um, we're actually seeing some, some good results with that. So that's been promising. And then the other part of that is we've been able to angle the product towards 25 to 34, where that was never their target audience before. Like we're getting new customers that are within that age group where on Facebook, it's like 90% 40 plus. But now they're thinking, oh, we can actually reach a brand new customer. Um, we're changing our landing page a bit. We're changing on the product page, maybe some younger models on there. Exact same serum or whatever, but we're able to position it in a different way towards the TikTok user and change the website and change the ads to target a younger customer. So I think that's another way to think about it is you're not going to find the same people on Facebook as you are on TikTok necessarily, but perhaps your brand actually has a broader appeal towards the younger demographic that you've never explored before. That was a politician's answer. That was so well-crafted. Yeah, but it's, it's supremely impressed. But it's based on experience too, which is even cooler. It wasn't an insult. There are some good politicians out there. Yeah, I just thought, I thought Savannah did a really good job saying, hey, you want to move down to a younger stream? This is the way to do it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And yep. you got the formulas and you got the, the, you know, the content creators, which really does seem like a huge part of this. I know you've got a lot of people that work for you that do this kind of stuff and they get it. And it, like that component is something that I think people, well, we're going to have to have you back on the show like uh, many times, like you're going to be a regular guest here anyway. So people are like applauding in their cars. Keep your hands on the wheel if you're listening to this while you're driving. Um, but lots of angles we can go down here as far as like content creation. You've given us four or five like really good templates, which I think are just so killer to start off with. My last question for you is regarding targeting, you know, before we wrap up here, which is just, I think, one of the most killer things that TikTok has is 
um, is people who've carried out the following interactions with videos. And talk to us about that. And I, we've had a lot of success with that one, but like, what is your preference? Like watch till the end shared, like, is it seven to 15 days and maybe explain that target? Cause I've never seen that. I know Facebook is trying to get it and they can't quite figure it out because the algorithm isn't quite as smart when it comes to that kind of stuff as TikTok is. Talk to us about that type of targeting when you use it, have you used it? What are some of the tips there? I love the behavioral targeting. I think that's definitely a unique advantage that TikTok has is you can choose I want people who are interacting with beauty videos in the last seven to 14 days, like you said, um, commented, watched till the end, shared. So you can find people who are very engaged with your type of content. And usually when I'm creating like that first ad set, like I said, your first ever ad set on TikTok, I'm choosing a bunch of interests, but I'm also layering in behaviors in there as well. I'm also saying in addition to all of these interests, I also want to target people who have watched beauty and fashion videos. I think I usually just checkbox all of them. Like they've watched to the end, they've either shared, they've commented um, in the last 14 days. And essentially what that does is it gives TikTok a better idea of who to first start serving your ads to. As it gets more pixel events, TikTok is just going to take over the targeting. It's not really going to matter what you put in the targeting as long as you have that little checkbox on that allows TikTok to serve outside of your targeting, it's going to get smarter and smarter and serve to the right people over time. And what's also cool is that over time, after you've been running your ads for a few weeks, TikTok will come back to you and recommend you new interests to add into your ad set and new behaviors to target. And they're usually super weird. Like I'll be doing a beauty product and I'll say like, you should add in like sitcom watchers to your targeting. And I'm like, well, I wouldn't have originally thought that, but sure. And I always say, yes, I'm like, TikTok, you're smarter than me. If you have an inkling or some data point told you that sitcom, sitcom watchers are going to buy, I never question it. I'm always just like, sure, add it to the targeting. Um, so I love, and so to get to that, you just need to edit your ad set go back to the targeting and then TikTok will say, we recommend adding these five interests. Sure. Let's do it. <laughs> That's so cool. It's one of the things we love about performance max, which I think that like that, like Facebook never has figured that one quite mm -mm. out, but yeah, that is, that's killer. And when you're, when you're going for a watch till end, liked, commented, shared, you just check all those boxes. Is there any preference on seven days, 15 days? Does it matter? Are you looking at audience side? Like what's the determining factor there? I think I usually choose last seven days, but it's one of those things I don't think really matters. I, I can't imagine that there would be a huge difference in performance if you did a true split test of zero to seven days versus seven to 14. I think it's one of those things that are, are more just pick one and, and, and just let it run. Um, I don't think it's it's going to be detrimental if you choose one or the other. So I think I usually just trade off or, or pick one, maybe last seven, and next time we'll do seven to fourteen. But it's kind of just like choosing interests. Like it's it is more arbitrary because ultimately the TikTok algorithm is going to try to find the right people for that ad. They're not really going to be taking your inputs that much into consideration. They're going to be like, oh, it's a nice suggestion, but we think this is better. So you're more just giving in an idea, but ultimately they're going to take over the targeting once they get enough pixel data. Got it. Do you shoot for a specific audience reach? Like 
128,000, 156,000? Like, is there any? Is there any sort of benchmark that you use there? It sort of depends on the product. It obviously depends on the niche, but are there any sort of benchmarks there you can you can offer up as tips? Yeah, I would say like for the brands I work with, like I try to get like the broadest audience as possible. That's why I'll layer in like these massive interests like fashion, beauty, skincare. Like these are gonna have millions of people. So I always think like bigger the better. And that's why I check that box of like let TikTok even expand further, which really just makes it ultimately anyone can fall into your audience when you do checkbox that. The only thing I won't checkbox is that there is an option to expand the age targeting and the gender targeting. Like if I know I'm selling makeup, I don't need the ads to be served to men because I know that they're not going to purchase. So I mean, maybe there's one who's in purchase to their wife. So I know I'm missing out on that person potentially, but usually I'll always select TikTok and expand the interest. But for age and gender, I'll say like, no, like these are my people. I want to target these people. But in terms of interests, I'm pretty agnostic. So I think it does depend on um, on your industry. If you're B2B or something a lot more specific, then you're probably going to have a smaller audience size and you may not be choosing these massive interests like fashion. So um, so it does depend on the product for sure. Yeah. Well, this has been, uh, wow, a lot of big knowledge bombs here uh savannah and like i said we'll obviously have you back in the show on a regular basis because this is this is becoming like this is this is it i mean that's so much is channeling over to this channel and i think if you've got if you have reservations about it and you're even on the borderline demographic wise of your ideal avatar it's worth it to to at least get yourself involved like what what sort of minimum ad spend do you typically recommend? It's always the question people ask. And, you know, and a customer always like all over the place with this answer. But like, I've got a successful brand. It's doing well on Facebook, but I'm looking to expand in different audiences. Like, what would you recommend for daily budgets, monthly budgets? If people wanted to get started with TikTok, what's your sense? Sure. I get this question from every client. And typically, I'll, I'll give them the answer. Well, it depends on your AOV. Um, your click-through rate, your site conversion rate, because we need, I explain the theory of is we need to get to 50 conversion events a week. That's the minimum budget we need. And we're going to need to start spending in order to determine what our CPA is and how much budget we're going to need to get to 50. So when I when people ask for just like a straight answer, I usually say $300 a day to start is probably going to get you um, if your AOV is under $100 and you have a decent click-through rate and decent conversion rate, that's usually the, a good starting point. And then from there, you can either lower it or raise it. But you, it, it's sort of arbitrary, $300. But that's usually like when, when someone asks me, I'm like, okay, if, if your AOV is under $100, I think if you start a $300 daily budget, we should be able to get to the 50 ad carts a week. And then of course, adjust after that first week when we see what's the true numbers. Are we getting a hundred ad carts a week? Okay. Then maybe we don't need this month's budget. Are we getting two ad carts a week? Okay. Then something's wrong with the ads, the website, or is the AOV like $2,000 and then maybe two ad carts make sense. So, so it depends. <laughs> the marketer's favorite answer. It's, it depends, but you've got some benchmarks there. And you also gave some really good benchmarks of, you know, success on TikTok is under $50 price point. So, you know, do your math there. 50 times 50 in a week is about $2,500, which is about, you know, well, actually it's more than that. It's about three grand, three, five grand, 3,500. Easy for me to do math. 
but that averages out to about $300, $500 a day. So it's, it, it makes sense. But I mean, I think you've got to have the right match for the product, obviously the demographics. And I think that's what we tell everybody too. It's like $300. (laughs) (laughs) It costs me. You tell people what, 10 K a month. take People in the incubator program for less, but that's the disclaimer. You're in the incubator and, and we're on a shoestring budget. But yeah, if you're not spending 10 grand a month or more, I really, the thing that I like not to belabor this conversation because I realize we're trying to wrap it up. But the thing that I like that Savannah said is low AOV for TikTok. That's what a phenomenal opportunity that is because if somebody comes to me with a low AOV, I'm like, no, don't do it. There's no way you don't have, there's nothing you can do on Google shopping, smart shopping, not Pmax. doesn't matter. Search nothing you can do low aov the fact that tiktok is better on a low aov i just think that makes it such a phenomenal uh beachhead type of you know tip of the spear marketing mechanism yeah 100 percent. super good point where can people find you do you have a a special potential offer for perpetual traffic listeners who've listened all the way through of course. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, my website is thesocialsavannah.com. And there you can access my TikTok ads course. I have a very special offer for, for, for perpetual traffic listeners. The coupon code is PT, um, the two letters, and that will give you $100 off the course. And that's the best coupon I've ever given wow. anyone. So um, I'll keep that active for the next uh, couple months. Um, so hopefully some of you will, will come through there. And then of course, if you want to see my ad examples, learn more about me, get in touch, that's all on my website as well, the socialsavannah.com. So thank you for listening to this week's show. Make sure that you subscribe and leave a rating wherever you're listening. Follow myself and Kasim over on Twitter as well as Savannah and go back and listen to previous episodes Uh, Those are all over at perpetualtraffic.com and all resources and show notes that we talked about here today are at perpetualtraffic.com on behalf of my awesome co-host, Kasim Aslam. Peace. Until next show, see ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic, 